Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DH Effect. My name is Sonia, and this is my co-host, Hillary. We are continuing to talk about what it means to truly see with a decided heart. Our guest today, Betsy Lytle-Smith, has been seeing people at a heart level and teaching others to truly see one another for over 30 years as a master facilitator for the Virtues Project. Welcome, Betsy. Oh, hi, Sonia and Hillary. It's great to see you both. So we have to just take a minute because if anybody has heard the story of really how I came to, my origin story, I call it, of how I came to do what I do now, you'll have heard Betsy's name before. And about 17 years ago, I can't believe it's been 17 years already, I was coming off one of the most difficult times of my entire life. And episode 27 of our show, you can go back and listen to the whole thing. For the sake of time, we want to hear Betsy, not me. Um, But basically, there was a time where we thought that I was going to not make it, that I was going to to pass, that my, my son, who was born early, Um, his life was in jeopardy. And then our, our oldest son was burned severely and um, huge, huge trauma in the family for that and ended up in ICU for a long period of time. And coming out of that, I lost all track of who I was because I had labeled myself as mom and I had failed as mom. And throughout my life, I think a lot of us are taught to label ourselves as these titles and we don't look in and really know who we are. And I ended up taking this course offered by um, Terry Ron and Valerie Hess in Wisconsin Rapids. And I walked in and Betsy was in there and it was this virtues project thing. (laughs) And within an hour, Betsy had created this safe space where people were acknowledging one another for what they saw in one another. And the people around me who didn't know me were acknowledging me for the love that they saw that I brought to the room and the trust and the caring And the tears just came, Betsy, they just came and something in my heart just broke wide open in the best way possible because I realized that I was being seen. And no matter what happened in life, if I could know who I was at a heart level, that was never going to change. That was going to be my anchor. And that started the work that I do today with Sonia, with so many others, with teens, thousands of, of people that I've spoken to, been a keynote to. It all started in that moment. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I mean, I, you know, I had, I've had those same moments myself, Hillary. So, you know, I think anyone who has been involved with the Virtues Project or recognizes who they are has those aha moments that are just so um, heartfelt and so moving and so transformational really the virtues are the essence of who we are and when somebody really sees who we are without all the glitter or other things around us it's so powerful for us to really claim that to claim who we are Um, so i just I'm really honored to be a guest on your program and to talk about these virtues because they're so important in my life and everyone I know, really. And I would love to know what brought you to the Virtues Project? What was your story and how did you find the Virtues Project? Well, I, I was lucky enough to learn about it kind of at the inception because I knew the founder, Linda Kavalin Popoff, and her husband, Dr. Dan Popoff, uh, I had actually, my husband and I had actually been in a marriage retreat in, in Northern California um, in the late 1980s. 
where they were the they were the co speakers for the weekend, and it really transformed our relationship. And and they were they, at that time they were talking about virtues, but the virtues project hadn't been started. And so I got on their mailing list, and when um, when the virtues project started, Linda actually came to Seattle where we lived and uh, did her first workshop in in my husband's office building in the conference room and it was up for parents it started out as a parenting program and uh, the virtues guide was the first book it was in a loose leaf notebook at the time and we came away from that weekend going wow this is really what we've been looking for to be the best parents we could be at the time our children were already i think 10 and 14 10 and 15 something like that so i thought oh my gosh i wish i'd had that when they were babies but i didn't and it, the beautiful part is you can start wherever you are. And so <clears throat> over the years, it's been, well, it's just been such a journey. Um, right after that weekend, or soon after that weekend, Linda said to me, I think you should become a facilitator of this project. And I thought, well, what is that, you know? And so I took the facilitator training, but I didn't, I was focused on parenting. And at the time I was teaching junior high school. And I think, um, you know, I, I think I, I was a pretty caring teacher and I really liked my students, loved my students, a lot of them. And a lot of them, of course, were challenging, but it was really fun and interesting and great work. But when I learned about the virtues, I started to see my students differently. And I think it was about halfway through the school year that I had this aha moment. Oh, my gosh, I don't have to try to push these virtues into them. They already have them. It's my job to draw them out. And so it was a paradigm shift for me in starting to see kids differently and recognizing the beautiful spirits they had and, and then teaching with that in mind. And it really changed everything for me. It changed, it changed them too. It changed these kids or maybe it didn't really change them. It helped them develop who they really were. So, you know, that was, that was kind of my start in, uh, from there, I've just done, well, I was running a nonprofit arts organization at the time also was after I did some teaching and then I did an arts program for kids. And then I thought, you know, it's time for me to go full-time with virtues because it was my passion and my love. And I just felt like it's, the world needs it. So I, I became a full-time virtues project facilitator. Mm. How many years ago? I don't know, about 25 or something like that. And um, and I've gotten to I've gotten to meet the most wonderful people through this project. It's just incredible because um, people all over the world, no matter what their culture or their faith tradition or their economic status, everybody has virtues. And so it's a common thread, really, that that goes throughout um, the world, goes throughout all people of all cultures. And I really love that. I mean, I think that's so important in this, well, any time in our history, but particularly now when, you know, unity is um, kind of hard with various things going on in the world, as we all know. Um, and, but everybody has virtues. So how mm. can we draw them forth? You know, there's these gems and lots of times they're undiscovered mm. by people themselves. They don't really know, you know, they haven't been taught. In fact, I, I can remember a, um, a student I had in seventh grade. I was teaching seventh grade English and social studies. And this boy named Jeff was kind of a big, he was a big kid for his age. And he was a bully, really. He would, he would bully kids. 
And I said, you know, I thought this, this guy needs self-discipline. He needs to know how to use self-discipline. And initially when I started talking to him about it, he said, uh-uh, I don't have it. I've got four brothers. Nobody in our family has self-discipline. That is not our thing. And he, <laughs> and by the end of the year, he was telling me, I mean, I remember seeing him across the campus. He dropped his book bag and all this stuff flew out. And, um, he saw me way across the campus. He said, oh, Mrs. Smith, I'm practicing self-discipline. He pulled out everything together and he wasn't swearing or anything like that or just blaming it on other people. So it, it's, just, it's just magical to be able to see um, people, children and adults, discover these virtues that they have within. It's, it's a fun way to show up. I mean, that's, that's what I, it's, it's a fun and it's a better way to, in my, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say better. It is a freeing and peaceful way mm -hmm. to show up. And I, I often tell people, and Sonia's heard me say this before, life becomes a treasure hunt. It's a scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. When you start to look at it and say, I know that everybody has these virtues, I'm going to dig and I'm going to find it. Yep. You know, and I always say, I, you probably have heard this, and we talk about this gem mine in the virtues that we are all, so the premise being we are all born with all these amazing virtues in us already. And some of them I call the pocket virtues because you can just find them and they're on the ground and put them in your pocket they're so mm -hmm. easy and some are pickaxe because you have to pick at them a little bit but you can see them sparkle in the wall and then sometimes they're buried under and you have to take the tnt to blow them <laughs> up and get to them but the point is they're there mm -hmm. and you get to see them in people i i have to a little bit about how hillary and i met really is how hillary shows up in the world mm. And now that I know the, the story and, and the Virtues Project is, you know, we, we took a business entrepreneur class uh, together and the lightness that she had as I came in, I didn't know who she was, but I, I looked over the distance. I'm like, I need to get to know this woman. I don't know who she is, but I'm going to ask her on a date and we're going to get to know each other. Um, but I, you, you mentioned the paradigm shift and the reason why, you know, like Hillary shows up with this freeing like expansiveness welcoming accessible um light and that's all I can describe it now and so then you know we we have you know we're starting to get to know each other and I've always kind of lived life with trust like I just I have faith I have mm -hmm. trust but it was a little bit blurry and then she introduced me to words <laughs> words that was never part of my vocabulary mm -hmm. based on my family history and and Vocabulary wasn't, I had two immigrant parents, so it was very limited in terms of how oh, all the fancy words. And the virtue acknowledgments truly was a paradigm. I mean, was a paradigm shift for me. It became just so much more clear. It's all, to me, I have to say like oxygen, the most common denominator mm -hmm. in how, what I was feeling about my connection with others and trusting everyone and loving everyone. Yeah. Um, just gave me the, the bridge and it was these virtue words and I everyone I fumbled I mean when I was trying to do virtue acknowledgments I was like that sounded oh I don't know if I did that right and uh, and the more that I practiced it and got the response it was just the clarity of all of it um, which is just why it's been so powerful in my life for such a short period of time but before and before we turn it, I, I have more questions to Betsy. First of all, thank you. I feel like, uh, but the thing that is so beautiful is that you instinctually are that way. We mm. are instinctually humanity wise mm. 
that way. And we get so buried by the muck and the mud. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you just had the words that you already, you were already showing up that way. Mm -hmm. You already had that beautiful, she leads so much with love, Betsy. Like, honestly, there's not a soul around her who does not know how much love emanates from her. But when you can, there's something powerful, Betsy, I would love to hear your take on this. There's something powerful about naming in these specific words too, but about naming these things and not having them be these abstract concepts. Yeah. Well, I totally agree, of course, with you. Uh, I think it is, you know, these words are powerful. They have power of their own, actually, I think, you know, it's not just some word that's floating around out there. It's a, we can call on virtues, you know, we can call on those virtues to help us and we can call on them to be the best we can be. And I know when I read the virtues cards and you've probably talked about those um, virtues reflection cards. I got one right here. I pulled one today of friendliness, which I hadn't read in quite a long time. Whenever I pull one of these cards, I'm reminded of who I am. I mean, it's so sometimes I'm forgetting, you know, I'm doing other stuff and I'm stressed out about something or whatever, or angry or upset. And I pull a virtues card and I just take a breath. I go, oh, thank you. I'm here. I, I know, I know I can pull myself back to center of whatever that virtue is, because it really speaks to my soul. I mean, it's not just in heart. It's not something in my head, particularly. I mean, it's, it just helps me to pull it all together and say, yeah, okay, I know what I need to do now. I know who I am again. I, I can use this virtue in many ways. I can reflect on it. I can use it as an invitation to practice it more, or I can use it as an affirmation. Oh, yes, and a confirmation that, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty well with this virtue. So I think these virtues cards, and I don't know if you've been talking about those at all, Hillary, but and Sonia, but... Um, these are magical and they are available to anybody on a virtues app for free at virtuesmatter.org. If, if people want them, um, I love the printed cards myself, but I also use the ones on the phone. So um, it's just a reminder of who we are and, and the virtues acknowledgements help us to define who we are. Really. It, it helps us to be seen mm-hmm. when somebody gives us a powerful virtues acknowledgement as well. It's like, okay, they really see me. They don't see all the external stuff that may be going around around me, but they can see who I am. Mm -hmm. And it can be so powerful. Um, I know it was powerful for those kids I worked with. It's been powerful in my own family. I, I, I know when my, when, when my kids were teenagers, you know, we, we used to do a family meeting once a week and we'd do virtues pick. And my one daughter said, "Mm, I'm going to pass. She didn't ever want to do it, you know? She's roll her eyes and go, oh, here they go again. But um, we do a virtues pick and she could pass. She didn't have to say anything because that's part of the part of the being respectful of each other. Um, but when we gave her virtues acknowledgements, which was to you know say some virtues that we saw in her, all of a sudden she's oh, perked up. She's feeling much better. She's sitting up straight. She's recognizing, oh, yeah, this is who I am. And now I have to say she's a mother. Well, she was a teacher for several years and she used the virtues totally with her students. And now she's a mother of three boys and those little boys are getting acknowledged for virtues all the time. And they are going to know who they are from early years. Mm -hmm. Not like when we, when I learned about it when I was older. Mm -hmm. 
It's such a fun thing. I mean, just to give people a concept of what we're saying and what we mean when we're talking about acknowledgments. So these words that, that Betsy said that you can go in and find um, the Virtues Project, and we also have them as well. These are words like assertiveness and caring and tolerance and forgiveness and humility and reliability and resilience and perseverance. These words that are so innate to, they do something in us when we say them because they we know they're important. We know the, their value um, inside of us. And when we say something to someone, so like this month, Valentine's Day. So every month or every Valentine's Day or February, since I can remember for the kids, I cut hearts out and I put it on their doors every day with a virtues acknowledgement. So what that is, is I see this virtue in you and this is how you're showing yeah. it. So now I know it's not about like, I could say, Betsy, you're really friendly, you know, or Betsy, uh, you know, I, you're, you're really purposeful, but like, that's not enough. But if I say, Betsy, I am so grateful for how purposeful you have been through all these years and helping others find the very, very best in themselves. And because of that, you've created this ripple effect of change and transformation that is so beautiful. I really am so grateful. And that feels so good to receive that kind of an acknowledgement. Um, and you're and you're so right when saying that it needs to have evidence or specific way that we see these virtues because otherwise it's just kind of a platitude and it doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, and this is how we learn also as, as this is how children learn who they are is by the evidence or the you know the demonstration of what they are doing that shows that that virtue. So I know a lot of times people will ask me, you know, well, little children really can't do, they don't get this, do they? And I say, yep, start it when there are babies, because the language, of course, is important. And, and how do we know who we are unless somebody tells us? And people often, you know, sometimes parents, and I was guilty of some of this myself, when you get so irritated and you're saying, no, oh, you're so lazy or something like that, they're stupid or off these awful things that you can label a child with. And instead, how can you be more respectful? You know, how could you be more patient and let your brother use that game for right now? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things. So we're directing people as well as, you know, we're, we're asking for a certain behavior and asking to call on that virtue, but we, we can't do it unless we teach. We can't do it unless we teach it. And um, so as parents, you know, we want to, we want to teach that language to our children right away. And we do that by modeling it, not by teaching them per se. And, and also modeling how to receive it. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the, oh. my most favorite stories is my daughter. So I have a 13 year old and um, Hillary worked with Gabby uh, when she was 12. So sixth, sixth grader. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, they were doing their work and I was um, serving dinner one night and <laughs> Gabby said, as I was serving mom, I so appreciate your kindness and service as, Aww. you know, as you made dinner tonight, I know that you, you work full. I'm like tearing up just because when I heard those words from my daughter, not only did I feel seen from her, but I'm like, I could receive from her. I could receive as a parent, I can receive good things from my child. <laughs> and, and for her to feel that confidence, like I can provide, I can offer what I see as a child and, and all the virtue work um, that she, she has done, 
the way that she sees others and her conflicts at school. So when she comes home and she's like, oh, this friend, man, she really was lacking some tact today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead of personalizing, like, oh my gosh, she's so mean. And she's just so mean to others. She didn't label that person, but like, I know she has tact, but it was a, it was way up in the cave. She didn't see it. <laughs> and it really helped her find better resolve more quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, communicating with her parent to, you know, companion and walk alongside the most powerful tool. And now the schools are doing SEL curriculum, social emotional learning curriculum. She comes home and she's like, mom, this is really tacky stuff happening at my school. We need to do the virtues project. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think, you know, when you're talking about that, Sonia, I'm thinking, you know, the nice, one of the wonderful things about this is the children are equal to adults. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about the hierarchy often in families with virtues, we all have them and kids have them just as well as adults. And, and, and it, they e- more easily pick up the language than adults do. Right. I mean, if you st- it's harder for adults because it sounds awkward. It, initially, it's like learning any new language. If you're going to learn Russian or French or whatever, you know, you have to practice. And it sounds awkward and it takes a while before it becomes fluent. And that's true of the virtues language as well. You know, so we got to give ourselves a little grace when we're learning this language. It's, it's not going to sound perfect initially, it's, but it could be awkward, but it's about seeing these virtues and just saying it out loud. Yeah. It really, you know, the virtues project in general for, for our listeners, you know, it's not just, it's seeing the best in one another. It's also learning about teachable moments. It's, it's setting clear boundaries in a way that are accessible and, and really is a set of guidelines for ourselves, right? Because we can't control other people. It's celebrating one another and it's, it's being able to walk alongside and help others become the heroes of their own story instead of being the fixer ourselves, But there's also another, that's kind of where the Virtues Project started out. And then there's this interesting thing uh, that sort of happened when the founder, Linda, hit a wall and ended up writing something called A Pace of Grace. You're going to be teaching that soon. Can you tell us a little bit about A Pace of Grace? Sure. So A Pace of Grace is a wonderful book by Linda Kavlin-Popoff, who wrote it when she became very ill. Um, with post-polio syndrome when she was in her 50s. And she had been a high-powered woman with lots of energy. She'd traveled throughout the world, et cetera. Um, But she was stopped in her tracks with this illness. And she realized that she needed, she couldn't do anything. I mean, she was in bed. And and after she recovered a bit, she wrote this book called The Pace of Grace. And, And it's really for anybody who finds their lives overdone really. And I think that's most of us. At some point, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know I've been there. And in fact, I, I teach it because I need it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, the book and, and, and the course will be six weeks, actually, over a period of 12 weeks. So it'll be six sessions over a period of 12 weeks, because there's so much in it. And what we do is really discover different practices that are mentioned in the book. Um, one is called pace yourself. You know, how do we pace our lives? Because many of us are overdone a lot of the time. And how can we practice the presence, which is about being present to each other and being present to a, uh, 
a particular faith tradition, if we have one, or the universe, you know, something greater than ourselves, how do we practice that in a regular way? Um, I'm just going to look at my notes here. Purifying your life, too. What do you want to purify your life from? What, you know, do you want to be healthier physically? Do you want to exercise more? How do you want to purify your life? You purify it from uh, negativity, for instance, all kinds of things. Um, and then how do you plan a sustainable life? You know, how do you, how do you do this on a regular basis? So yeah, we all take courses, but, and we all have new year's resolutions, but do we sustain them and how can we do that together? So, uh, one of the things that's wonderful about this course is because it's on Zoom, we have people from all, all sorts of places around the world. So it's really a delight to, uh, I think people enjoy the friendship as much as anything else in this course, because they really get to know each other at a deeper level. And we start out at a deeper level, actually, when we're talking about virtues. So we're the virtues, of course, are all part of this. The virtues project strategies, which you just mentioned, Hillary, are, are part of this too. and. Um, Anyway, I'd love to, you know, let anybody know more about it if they'd like to. Absolutely. How can our listeners find you? Yeah. How can they find you? Well, my website is called virtuestraining.com and, um, or they can email me at Betsy, B-E-T-S-Y at virtuestraining.com. Um, I have a special uh, little gift for people yeah. if they go to the website, the homepage, uh, I think it says yes. You'd send me pace of grace tips and there'll be um, there's a webinar uh, the podcast on that page and also um, some pages that might be helpful for people in um, one called from stressing to blessing and um, and also if anybody wants to sign up from the course who's on your podcast I would love to have them by just sending me an email that says Hillary or decided decided heart, heart effect. effect whatever you know however you want to identify yourself and you get a 10% discount. So um, it's just so my pleasure to offer this course. It starts March 1st, uh, pretty soon coming up and it's going to be on Tuesday evenings. So, oh my gosh, that's, thank you. Thank you so much for offering those gifts um, for, and again, we can, even though Hillary and I, you know, we're continuing to do the work with the virtues project. I think I love how you said we need it for ourselves. I mean, we're continually, discovering or yeah. maybe like the friendliness that came up oh gosh I forgot about that part of me and it's such beautiful work because it's infinite it never it ne there is no end point you know um and experiences what like you're offering with with the course is I think something that I would personally would just love to experience so thank you so much for your kindness and offering that well I'd love to have you, you. <laughs> join us <laughs> it's always a wonderful group of people it's, it's amazing fun. Who shows oh, up? As I'm sure with your work as well, you know, we're attracted and people are attracted to these things. Um, not necessarily our personalities, but to the topics. And uh, so fabulous people show up, including you two oh. showing up in the world in such wonderful ways. I just really want to acknowledge you for the virtues of friendliness and kindness and caring and love. I just see this joyfulness emanating from you both so lovely can you see why i love her <laughs> I, I just want to receive all day <laughs> oh oh betsy thank you so much because you truly uh it is just a gift not only have you given us all these gifts but it is such a gift and an honor and a privilege to be able to share with our listeners and our audience who have heard so often 
the impact that this has had in our lives, in both of our lives, I would say. And, um, you know, whether near or far in my mind, you've always been a mentor. And so Mm -hmm. I want to thank you so much for that. I appreciate it beyond, beyond what I can say in this moment. And I also want to just thank our listeners for joining us for this episode Make sure that you're following all of us on our social media platforms and subscribing because you don't want to miss an episode by any means, YouTube, all the other platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Check out our website at the DH Effect for more great opportunities to learn and grow. And until next time, may you have the courage to live with a decided heart. Thank you, everyone.